All right, on today's episode, we have Mark DeGrasse, and he is the president of Digital Marketer, an e-learning company focused on skill development for marketing professionals, marketing agencies, and small business owners. Now, his three biggest claim to fame accomplishments, he sold his organically grown website magazine company to Onnit. He personally developed over 300 brands to date for small businesses, and he's held four different executive roles in between company ownerships. In today's episode, I really want to focus on three things, how to build an amazing brand that attracts customers and partnerships on autopilot, the most impactful and current AI tools for digital marketing companies and teams, and how to use them effectively. And the one thing Mark recommends everybody do immediately based on his 20 years of experience to become an authority in whatever field you're in. And I got him, it's a little bit of a bonus, to share the prompt on how to create a $100 million digital marketing strategy in just 30 seconds or less. And that prompt is yours for free today. So let's get into it. Welcome everyone to the Partner Up Profits Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Viancourt, a former introverted small towner who now adds value to businesses by sharing the most effective ways to grow and scale using affiliate and influencer partnership strategies. I'll share the lessons I've learned over the past 15 years while helping my clients generate more than 100 million in sales. We'll also dive into productivity hacks, mindset, and the newest trends from real case studies and expert interviews. You're just one partnership away from changing your business. Get ready, partner up, and profit. Let's get into it. All right, Mark, welcome to the Partner Up Profits podcast, man. I'm excited to have you here and talk about AI, marketing, and everything else you have to offer. So welcome. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Always excited about talk about AI, which I do a lot. <laughs> I know. I kind of went down the Mark rabbit hole of AI learning and everything you have to offer. And I was just envious of how much you, you've already uncovered in that world. I'm excited to share that today on the podcast. I have some really juicy questions there. Before we get started, though, I always want to ask everyone, what's something interesting about you that not many people know? I was a water polo player. <laughs> a lot of people okay. like when they, because I'm around a lot of athletes, I'm like, oh, I play water polo, but in Texas, there's not a lot of water polo players. So I played uh, in high school, a little bit of college. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I learned how to be really, really cold, which I actually now associate with why I do cold dip so often because I was freezing all the time when I was a kid. So interesting. Okay. So you're doing some cold plunges even as a kid there. <laughs> Yeah, man, I was so, well, I had the, like no body fat. I think I was like 150 pounds when, and six feet tall when I graduated high school. And my coach didn't like to heat the pool during the, the boys water polo season. So it was like 50 degrees and you just jump in and then at six in the morning. So it's 6 a.m. to 7.30 a.m. You're in a 50 degree pool. And then, then you go in the classroom, which would be like 80 degrees and you just pass out. So <laughs> That's now awesome. it helps with the cold resilience of the kid, right? That's awesome. It does, but it was miserable, unnecessarily yeah. miserable. <laughs> Listen, I'm excited to have you on the show. I'm, I'm glad you're able to come on and really talk about everything. You know, what really attracted me was digital marketer. Um, I run teams and with my clients, you know, they're always looking to level up teams and digital marketer and the certifications you have, the training programs, everything was just like, I've never, I never saw it before. And then I came across and I was like, this is exactly what I was looking for. And then we were put in the contact by Lewis and now we're here. And I just, um, we had a conversation before this about you being part of on it and a few other content strategy plays and, you know, places that you've been in companies that I think positions you as a perfect expert of talking today to marketing managers, partnership managers, and people in digital marketing. So 
I'm excited. Um, what's going on with digital marketer these days? Like, what are you excited about? What's coming in the future for that? Uh, you know, we're working a lot with our masterminds and our certified partner uh, kind of networking groups. Um, I, you know, for me, like I've always been interested in the certifications. And so uh, we're always kind of developing those and they're kind of coming out with, uh, you know, updates annually. Which is neat, uh, but yeah, we're we're kind of leaning into the AI right now. We just uh, did a boot camp, the AI powered marketer, which uh, was awesome. We essentially brought in like seven or eight of the the experts that I talk to regularly and said, "Hey, what you know, what could you use AI for in marketing?" And just kind of let them go crazy. So that was tons of fun. You know, eventually it'd be nice to have a AI cert, but you know, things change so much right now. It's like you could, but why don't we just wait a little bit and then yeah. See what ChatGPT does. <laughs> so you're not going to claim yourself as an AI expert like everyone else. No, is. gosh, that's so dumb. I'm like, man, you know, it's like the prompt engineering and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, the capabilities that you have. Actually, for example, like I recently started using HeyGen, HeyGen.com, and they have a translate function. And I'll actually include this on the link that we'll give at the end. But I could speak Spanish and Portuguese and German and Dutch and and. It, it looks like I'm speaking the language. I essentially just record a video in English, just like we're talking right now. And then I just hit the button for the language and it generates me speaking the language. It moves my mouth and it, uh, you know, is my voice. So it doesn't just translate. And so what this represents is just a enormous leap in our ability to communicate with literally anybody on the planet in their language and have it translated like a native speaker. So if you think like, well, we've always been able to translate, like, no, this is completely different. Like 50 to 92% of all language or all communication between humans is nonverbal. And when you just have a translate and you could read the text, like you're not getting the context and literally reading the text is distracting anyways from a presentation. Okay. So now I could actually make an entire presentation in Spanish and people will think I speak Spanish. And now how much better can I connect with the audience? So- and wow. then you take that to like the extreme and say, hey, why can't this be real time? And then you do real time. And then maybe you incorporate that with, uh, you know, Meta's new VR glasses. I don't know if you saw that that podcast interview that Zuckerberg did where yes. he's, oh, okay. I'll, I'll put that in the link too. Yeah, yeah. Essentially what they're doing is uh, creating a uh, photorealistic 3D avatar of you with spatial audio. So literally you put on the headset and then in the VR environment, it looks like you and your avatar is expressing things like you would. And so you're literally in the room with somebody. And so if you combine that tech with the translation technology, now you could literally sell to anybody on the planet, <laughs> which is that's, that's incredible. Huge. That's And even thinking like team training, even if people are proficient in English, I think that people who it's not their first language should be able to do team training. Like, you know what I mean? Every Like train your teams up in their language of choice. Like that's huge. I'm a little bit concerned about like what that creates as far as, you know, authenticity issues. Oh, and, oh yeah. No, it's that, a whole. That's a dark <laughs> um, Funny side story. I had a friend who went on a date with, uh, I think a, a Spanish speaking girl and he couldn't speak Spanish. So literally they had a, a voice memo, like a voice translator on the date and he would talk to her back and forth. So maybe that's uh, another app they could develop. Uh, oh there. yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, you probably wouldn't even do that at this point. You just meet virtually. Yeah, you exactly. know? But it's, uh, it's incredible. <laughs> well, the other thing that you could do with this new software is you can make an avatar of yourself. <laughs> so okay. you could do, it's called an instant avatar. You do like a two and a half minute video of you just talking to the camera. And I'll put examples of this on too. And then you could type what you say. And then that means that you don't have to 
get dressed and set up your lighting, make sure it's a quiet environment, like do all the the shooting stuff. You could just be like, here's what I'm talking about today. And you type it and then you say it. And it, you could, if you know you, you could tell. But for the most part, like you can't even tell. So this means that you could create content <laughs> just as much as you want. Turn yeah. any article you've ran into you delivering the content. I mean, it's it's incredible. It is incredible. Um, on the dark side note, though, I did come across an Elon Musk uh, YouTube video that is selling me on how to invest in stocks. Oh, yeah. On crypto. <laughs> I was like, you did it? But something I came across today, I almost, I almost missed one of my meetings because I went down the rabbit hole of your sites and I was just like geeking out at all the cool stuff you had on there and the prompts. And the one I came across was the $100 million digital marketing strategy prompt. Yeah. It was like a 30 second prompt. So I think we should include that in, in the notes as well today for later on. Uh, but yeah, you've got, I don't know, you're maybe not an AI expert because you know, you're, uh, you're modest and you're going to just, you know, not claim yourself yet as that, but I think you're well ahead of the curve. And really what I want to talk about today, um, specifically for me, because, you know, with Bioptimizers and Utopia and the clients I work with who are trying to build brands through partnership marketing, everyone can benefit for AI, you know, and using it uh, to some degree, no matter what business you're in. Um, but for yourself, like I read this in your bio, you developed over 300 brands for small businesses. Okay. So I want to talk about like, what have been the best strategies, um, you know, to take as a product-based company to then transition to a brand. So like, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. So basically, you know, there's products being sold out there today, but they're not brands. In working with 300 brands for yourself and building them up, what's been like the outliers for success? Oh man. Well, you know, on it's the best example of content creation because they were a brand that you didn't even know what they sold. I, I literally, I think I went to the Olympia one time and I was like, hey, you know, they're like, oh, you're from on it. That's so cool. I'm like, yeah, what do you think we sell? <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, you sell the monkey kettlebells, the monkey head kettlebells. And I was like, oh man, that's like 3% of our revenue. Like it was just nothing. And so what we sold was nootropics and supplements. Like that was, was 95%. Yeah, it was probably 70% when I was there. Uh, but then 30% was equipment, but nobody could even tell what we sold. But what that represents is the ability to be a content platform and sell whatever you want. You could sell services, or you could sell products, or you could sell subscriptions, or you could sell whatever you want because people aren't committed to a product. They're committed to the brand. And when the brand has authority, now you could tell them whatever you want them to do, right? You could say, hey, I recommend you do this. And then you get into the, the education side, which is the certifications and the, the workshops and you know different techniques that people could buy the information for. Then you can sell information, which is technically free after you create it. So, uh, you know, on it's a great example of like, here's what you could do with content. Now, digital marketer, again, is another big example of how that works. On the small business side, if you want to look at somebody who's just kicking butt on content, uh, one of my clients, VintageSoulTX.com, I'll find the link for it. But this is just an individual owner. She has a boutique in Dripping Springs, Texas, which is down the street from me. And she's just a, like a content beast. Plus, she's a product person. So she knows how to identify the content and she, or identify the products. And then she creates content about the products. And it's nothing technical. It's just like, oh, look how pretty this shirt is, <laughs> you know, and that's how simple it could be, but it's always her and she's always smiley. You could definitely see her personality comes through in both her product selections and then how she displays the content. And so people are buying the things because they believe her, not necessarily because they love the product. You know, a lot of people suck at fashion or suck at you know, selecting yeah, I mean, products. 
<laughs> so it's like, no, hey, I'll just tell you, this looks good. This looks good on this body type. And so I think in terms of positioning, you know, all these different companies have positioned themselves as the authority to tell you what to do based on the lifestyle that they're displaying that you might want for yourself. And so you're not selling products, you're selling lifestyle, which is kind of a cliche at this point because everybody says that, but it's, it's definitely true. You just need to, you know, represent what you're trying to uh, help people achieve with your products uh, rather than just saying, hey, Product A, the, our new tropic has uh, B12 and it has ashwagandha and it has all these different things. It's like, yeah, that's fine. But at the end of the day, what I really care about is what the hell it's going to do. I'm depressed. Like, is it going to help with that? Or I really want to charge the day and I wake up and I feel like crap, you know? So what I'm doing is essentially doing uh, what we call the before and after grid, which is part of our customer avatar canvas, a digital marketer, where it's saying, hey, what's what's your, your customer's life, your ideal customer, not anybody. And that's, I'm going off on a bunch of different topics, but you have to know who you're selling to. If you can't picture this person in your mind, and I don't mean picture them as a 35 to 45 year old soccer mom with two kids. That's a really lame demographic. Yeah. What I want to know is her name's Sally. And she has two kids, but the two kids are really different ages. They're two years old and they're 12 years old. So she's having to deal with middle school issues and she's having to deal with a toddler. So her needs are pretty unique because she's going to, you know, soccer practice with a 12 year old, but then she's also having this two year old, which she has to watch 24 seven. And so her unique needs require blah, 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 blah. But now you just visualize Sally, right? You're like, oh, yeah, I know a Sally, you know? And so now once you have that picture of your ideal customer and that's her before situation, stressed out, you know, just split between these two different lives that she's living. And you say after, after, you know, she started taking on nootropic and now she could just visualize. She knows that her schedule is actually pretty chaotic. And if she could just nail that down, she could have her life in shape. And so what the Tropic does is it gives her the focus to sit down, write that calendar, and now her days are easy. And it was all thanks yeah. to our Nootropic. And so, and now you can make content for that all day long. You know what she looks like, you know, the brand she probably likes, you know, the places she probably goes. And now you're going to integrate all those different aspects into every ad you do or every video you shoot and jokes you tell, memes you make, like all of it is just driven by what would connect with Sally. And so what you do, especially in content creation, is think, I mean, is this going to reach Sally? Does Sally care about this thing I'm talking about? Or is she completely ignoring it because it's not her target market? You know, maybe it's the wrong gender. <laughs> you know, it's like marketers screw this up because they're like, well, lots of guys take this supplement too. It's like, yeah, that doesn't matter. <laughs> you yeah. can't get a, you don't need 100% of the market. You don't need 1% of the market. What you need is a committed following of really fanatical fans. Like that's what you need. And so if you can get the fanatical fans that super identify with this one aspect that you talked about, you win. And then you could expand markets, but it's gonna be a different avatar at that point and the content's gonna be different too. So that was 16 answers I just gave you. <laughs>
I've always been a systems guy, and the beauty of systems is that it takes the guesswork out of the process and gives you a plan that you can use immediately while saving you time and effort. So you'll get access to free training and courses on everything partnership marketing related to level up your knowledge. And because I have a soft spot for the boots on the ground folks out there who are expected to get more done in less time using less money, the systems I'm giving you are based on a bootstrap budget so you don't need to spend thousands of dollars right out of the gate. Just go to partnerupprofits.com and sign up through my free course to get my productivity toolbox, which includes templates for scorecards, objective planning, relationship tracking templates, productivity hacks, opportunity calculators, time blocking templates, and a whole bunch more cheat sheets being added regularly that will totally transform you into a partnership marketing expert and productivity ninja. You can also get access to the Bootstrapper's Guide to Influencer Marketing course that has over two hours of content where I'll teach you the right way to start working with influencers, including how to outreach, prospect, and close deals and start developing more partnerships and building your influencer army. Go to partnerupprofits.com and get access now. I, I love it. And the, the beauty of this too is like the content creation uh, components is you can start the audience segment where you put this content, who's getting seen who's seen this content right so if you just want sally to see this content then you can just position the ads to be female this demographic etc but you're telling the story and what i really like what you mentioned is the secondary benefits not just the features of the product but like what's the outcome that they're after and what's the sub layer of the outcome because there's so many sub layers of them and sometimes people can't even tell you why they don't want to feel tired you know but if you start to really peel the onion back it starts to get to that emotional side of marketing that we need to tap into to get them to buy um, and what I like to like, so basically for brands, it's like, it's the feeling of it. It's like, how do you uh -huh. feel whenever you're on this site, when you're part of the ecosystem, you're seeing the ads, you're, you're buying into the dream, right? You don't even really know what they're maybe selling, but it's like, that's who you want to be. That's where you want to be. These are my people. <laughs> this is my community. Um, what are like three things that a traditional e-com business company should start to do to start to create their brand if they're just starting out in this what would be three tactical things they could do in the next 30 days all right number one customer avatar and the customer avatar canvas specifically and again I'll, I'll link everything at the end but uh if you don't know who you're selling to then all of your branding that you might create is going to be based on your personal preferences and your personal conception of what or perception of what the world wants and 99 percent of the time that's going to be wrong right? You're going, oh, well, I think that everybody should do this. And this is why they're buying my product. And this is why it's like, who right. are you? I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. I need this thing solved. I have this problem. How are you going to solve it? So if you don't identify that person and really visualize what the situation is again, before and after they take your product, then you're just doing it based on your ego, based on your personal preferences, based on your past experience, which is all fine. And all those things are valid too. But not more valid than the customer you're trying to sell to. So number one, customer avatar has to be done. Number two is a cohesive general marketing strategy. And a lot of people skip this step. They're like, well, I need to be on YouTube. So I'm just going straight to YouTube. I'm going to do blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, you're thinking in terms of techniques and methodologies, and that's not a strategy. That's just a practice, a thing that you can do. Now, if you have a cohesive strategy, and what we teach the digital marketer is the customer value journey, which is an eight-stage process, taking somebody from knowing nothing about your brand, 
finding your brand, engaging, subscribing to your content, converting with a uh, low cost, you know, kind of intro item. Then you get them excited about it. Then you ascend them through the funnel where you actually make money. And then ideally you take them into becoming an advocate and finally an active promoter. So you've taken this person who has never seen you before and sold them and, you know, up-leveled them and then turned them into a marketing channel for you. That's a marketing strategy. And if you don't have that, then there's no map that you're going to provide to people to get them from where they are right now, which is miserable and, you know, uh, unenergetic and, you know, just depressed to where you want them to be, which is not just a customer. You know, a lot of us think of like, oh, we got the customer, sales done, good to go. But you're not thinking of, uh, you know, customer lifetime value, which is actually going to be the new gold standard metric of success in business is Mm. how long can you keep a single customer? If it's not, if you're not planning on keeping them forever, then you're going to lose money soon. Because the fact of the matter is that advertising, paid advertising, which has been the driver of 95% of all success in business for the last 15 to 20 years, is going to get super expensive. Mm. And and you're not going to be able to compete anymore. Or it's just not going to be profitable. And so all these companies that have built their entire base on just paid advertising, oh, we put money in Google Ads and we take you know 10 times as much out. And what's going to happen is you're going to put money in, you're going to get five times out. Then you're going to put money in, it's going to be three times out. And then you're going to put money in, it's going to be one time out. And then it's going to start going negative. And so the only way you're going to make money as a business or profits especially is if you have the repeat business. And people don't buy repeat because you made a good product. Because if I make a good product, best case scenario, if, I, if it's a really good durable product is they might need another one in five to 10 years. Or they might need some maintenance. I can sell some maintenance yeah. items, but that's not gonna. That's not a business, right? Like you'll eventually go broke, and you'll you'll saturate the market, and you'll run out of money. And this is kind of the old, uh, you know, made for TV stuff, where it's like, oh, made for TV, and you do the infomercial and blah blah blah, which that model, you know, was kind of proven by P90X. But where's P90X now? Where'd it go? <laughs> you know, why aren't they doing it anymore? The methods still work, right? Everybody still needs to exercise. And if you do it for an hour a day, you'll get really good results, but somehow it disappeared and has been replaced with anything. And so and that's Beachbody and they're, they're still successful. So I'm not worried about them, <laughs> but you know, you have to have this map. And so that's number two. And then number three is constant content. Like you can't make some content and expect to be significant. So you have to have a, ser- a strategy of content. And I call it the content development and appraisal framework. We teach it in our content certification, which is a three-stage system that takes you from research to planning to uh, execution. And that's a rotating 90-day cycle of looking at your content, the structure of the content, and then really delivering episodic content, which is a different thing. Because a lot of people, when you say content, people think, oh, I need to do lots of podcasts and lots of articles, and lots of videos. Right. But none of that stuff matters because it doesn't the volume you need to get subscribers doing random content generation, which is what we've all done for a long time because we were all basing everything off of, uh, you know, keyword phrases, right? Well, SEO, you know, uh, Google tells me that these are the terms people are searching. So I'm just going to make content for those terms. That's not going to work anymore. And even then it didn't work that great. You know, I think only about 10% of content actually gets ranked. Like that's a, that's a statistic. <laughs> it's like, okay, where'd the other 90% go? <laughs> You know, but and and just to tell everybody, like the whole organic 
you know, content system, like getting traffic from Google organically is starting to break a little bit. And I'm not 100% sure that Google's not going to say, you know what, we have everybody's information. We have all your content because you didn't license it. So why don't we just generate content for our users? Because I know that, uh, you know, Grandma K uh, loves uh, Alex Trebek. And now thanks to new AI tools, I could deliver content specifically to Grandma K, delivered by Alex Trebek, that's in her language and is yeah. geared toward her exact likes. And now I could convince her to buy anything that I want. And so, and this is because Google has access to your email, has access to your browsing history. If you're in business, they might have access to all your business documents. Like there's no better company to generate you know, customized content than Google. So will Google continue to do charity work by sending everybody else traffic? Or will <laughs> it say, you know what? We don't need you anymore. We have all the information. I could generate better content than any human writer because it's customized to an individual. So maybe we don't do that anymore. So what you're going to have to do is, again, massive content generation, and then what I call privatizing your following, which is email lists, your own Discord channel, your own you know portal on a website, and then you're, you're cultivating an audience that only comes to you for a specific reason. So now you're turning your brand from just a you know company that sells crap into a resource for the information that people want. And of course it's going to be related to your product, but you know, it can be related to any product that you want. You just have to decide what you want to talk about. Yeah. Wow. That was a lot of gold. Make <laughs> a note stuff. there. Um I mean the prices of CPM, advertising costs, everything is going up exponentially. And I don't know what we're at with the touch points of marketing these days to make a sale. I don't know if you've got that number in front of you, like, but oh, I've heard 500. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. And you got to pay to be everywhere. Um, so yeah, anyways, those are three awesome tactical things. Um, we've got the replay, of course, but I made some notes on that. So back to your Alex Trebek comics, I want to understand this. Do you see an opportunity even if Google's the one creating this content, would they then ask you to advertise? Like, would they say, hey, we can create better content than you. We're going to sell your product for you, but now you have to bid on this, you know, and we're the ones that control that bid for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's really been the situation that we're in is that they control both the seller and the buyer, what both parties see. So it's kind of like they could do whatever they want. And so what I think is going to happen is that they could make seemingly organic content streams lead to commercial solutions because mm. why not you look up my feet hurt and then it says oh your feet hurt here's the five common you know reasons why your feet hurt and then it gives you a list and you're like oh well that's the reason so you click on that and it gives you a really detailed article about like okay well this is why imbalances are causing foot pain and here's you know some techniques for fixing that through personal or uh, you know pt or some kind of therapy or you could buy these Dr. Scholl customized shoe inserts that'll give you an extra inch of height, plus it'll solve your foot pain problems. And then what seemed to be very organic content, you know, kind of consumption process now becomes just a long commercial. <laughs> it's interesting. Well, on that topic, let's talk about trends and where you see things are going, because I think you got your finger on the pulse on this stuff. We talked about on it and, you know, like creating the the brand experience for the customer. Let's, let's shift the focus a little bit to partnerships now. Affiliates, influencers, ambassadors who want to back your brand by because they're getting paid or because they just truly believe in a mission-based product or mission-based brand. 
What do you think makes up successful partnership program today? And where do you see the trend going in the future as things evolve? Yeah, you know, I think the key to partnerships is that the partners have to, you know, like each other. <laughs> you know, like you'll see a lot of brands do this or, you know, influencers and stuff do this where they're promoting something that obviously is not something that they would personally use. And you're mm-hmm. like, ah, that doesn't really fit. It doesn't fit with your brand voice. It doesn't fit with the your regular content. It doesn't fit with your interest, which you've shared with everybody. Like it's not a good fit. So I'd say number one is just you have to like each other. And it does have to make a logical sense that these two things go together. You know, if you said like, okay, Dr. Scholl's foot soles, and then a guy who does barefoot training, like- right. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. And so <laughs> that's that's an extreme example. But you see some influencers do that kind of stuff. Well, you know, uh, Kim Kardashian, the uh, mother of all influencers, um, you know, like she's really wearing Skechers. She, she gets up in the morning, puts on Skechers. Like, that's what you're telling me. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I still don't believe it. She's, you know, yeah. has ridiculous brands that she buys and they're all about, you know, extravagant clothing and Skechers. Skechers doesn't fit in that. So that, you know, that's another extreme example. But, you know, it has to be something that you'd actually like. You'd actually endorse whether you got paid for it or not, you know, and that and then then the lists have to make sense where you're like, OK, well, here's an audience that I'm trying to get into. It doesn't have to be perfect right now either, because you could have a brand that says produces. We'll go back to the nootropic example saying, OK, you have nootropic. Typically, you've done the standard. You've hit uh, 30 to 50 year old, uh, you know, executive level males. And that's the, the current target market. But you understand that, you know, again, that Sally soccer mom example, she's there too. And that kind of makes sense. So now you can say, I want to enter that market. So I'm going to partner with influencers that, you know, are geared towards Sally's. And so we're going to say, hey, just try this. See how it makes your day better. And, you know, don't don't sell them the brand because the brand's not going to fit what you're trying to do currently. You say it's a new line and we want you to try it out. And then now it starts to feel better, even though it wasn't, it didn't fit initially, as long as you could make it fit in some way and say, hey, that might even be the pitch. Like, oh man, this was made for men, but it's even better for women. And then that's, then you have a little, uh, you know, kind of message that you can send there. So Number one, I'd say like the product for reels. <laughs> you know, that's unless you're going to redo your whole thing, which your fans won't like anyways. So don't do that. And then, you know, make it make sense. And it doesn't have to make perfect sense, but it has to make some sense. Yeah. And I agree a lot with that logic because we, you know, we've done both. We've made a mistake of paying somebody absurd amounts of money thinking that, oh, if we get that Kardashian, you know, it's going to change the business. And it's not the case because they, you know, people see through that nowadays. I think there's more value in micro influencers who are mission-based, who want to promote something they actually believe in with an audience that actually believes in what they believe in rather than somebody hawking products because they get a cash check every month or whatever. Um, I think if you want to move into the macro mega celebrities, you can use those as UGCs potentially and maybe in your marketing components, but it's not through selling to their audience that you're going to make money. Um, One thing too that's cool, I don't know if you ever experienced this, but just kind of geeking out on marketing a little bit and like feedback loops, listening to customers, what are they saying about your product? We've been able to uncover really cool avatars we never even considered, you know, like uncovering the and what's happening just by listening to what the testimonial is, asking them to do a video testimonial. 
And that's more relatable than sometimes hiring a Kardashian. Because <laughs> oh, that yeah. person's giving you their story. They're giving you the pain points. It's the true word, right? Well, and that's actually a good third point where it's like, you know, a lot of times you think in terms of right now, you're like, well, we got to make a big, you know, quarter because we said we've heard to our investors. And so then you go out and you just try to collect people to get as much content as possible. But the ideal partner is somebody who's long term. Where you're like, okay, we're not just partnering because we're doing a sale today. It's like, no, this person is going to be using it forever. You're going to reference it whenever they can, where it makes sense. And now the fans know that, you know, Mark endorses your company and I'm, you know, promoting it all the time. And I and not promoting it, but I'm mentioning it a lot. Yeah. And so that long-term effect will be a lot more impactful than just having the Kardashian. You spend a million bucks. Yeah, you get a few pieces of content and yeah, you got a boost for a second. But the fact of the matter is, if, unless that market is just perfect and you're really good at delivering the product and following up with that, then what's the effect? You got a little boost, got some money. Who cares? Long run. That's the future of partnerships, I think, for e-com brands who haven't even developed an affiliate program yet. Like going into micro influencers and getting people to vouch for your product beyond the initial post, beyond the paid post, getting them on a commission, a hybrid deal where like they just talk about you organically because they love your product. They don't say, oh, in this 30 second clip of this podcast ad, I have to say your product. It's like they're on interviews and they're just talking about products. It's like I'm on Xander Juice right now. Like they're just mentioning because they love you, right? I think that's the future of it. The other stuff's going to still play a part, but I think it's going to continue to be more transparent amongst customers where it's not as impactful. <laughs> yeah, I think we're on the same page there. And I want to pick your brain on AI now because I'm really- Oh, yeah, let's do that. Congrats. There's so many topics and I was trying to think of like the best question to ask. So maybe we just talk about what's the current obsession in AI that you have that's like, you know, the highest impact. And let's talk about how you're using that in your business and what it's, you know, geared towards, who it's geared towards and how it can benefit them. Mm. Well, I mean, I actually already talked about it. It's it's that hey gen because the yeah. what happened was I was going down to Columbia to give a keynote address to all these to thirteen hundred sales executives and uh, nobody spoke English. Well, some people spoke English, but it was primarily Spanish speaking. And I was like, man, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to display these concepts I need to talk about? And then I found hey gen, <clears throat> and so what I did was actually I shot a video talking about my subject. And before, and I said, play this video before I come on stage. And then I converted it into Spanish and then it displayed the video of me speaking Spanish. And it was pretty convincing. And then I came on stage and I said like, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> and so <laughs> it just started and then that blew everybody's minds. And then since I've told so many people about it, I've actually, I've talked to lawyers that are actually, uh, you know, going down to South America to connect businesses with other companies in China and they don't speak either language. And so now they're testing out the component to see if they could actually use it to negotiate legal contracts for hey. whatever they need. And then the, the flip side of that is just the the fact that you could do the instant avatar. Because what prevents a lot of people from making content, especially video content, is it's a lot of work. You know, you got to set everything up, got to look good, got to practice, got to have lighting and sound and all these different things. And so they just don't do it. But with HeyGen and the instant avatar, you could just blah, like, you know, just type what you want. And so if you do that, now you now you don't have to send your list or email list content that's generated by anybody else. So let's say that somebody did a really good video about nootropics and it's really good points and whatever. And you're like, well, I'll just share that video. But you just made that person the authority and you just sent somebody to somewhere else to get the information. The fact of the matter is that in content marketing, if you're not answering the question, any question, 
that your customer has, they're going to get it from a competitor. So you literally have to. Because a lot of times when I talk about content, people are like, well, everybody's covered that subject. You know, the benefits of nootropics. I don't want to cover that subject. They could go wherever. It's like, yeah, they're going wherever. They need to go to you specifically. So what this allows you to do is instead of sending that kind of regurgitated content from somebody else, and you just type it in. Take that, you know, take it. I'll, I'll, I'll walk you through the process I would use. I'd find the video with the information I want to use. I'd download the video, upload it to Descript, and Descript is, uh, you know, another AI tool. Transcribe it through Descript. Then I'd copy that, and then I feed it into my instant avatar through HeyGen. And now I just delivered the same content. Problem solved. I just. And, and I'm not saying that you should steal or raise content either. I'm saying, you know, put your spin on it, add stuff, take away stuff, whatever you need to do. But at the end of the day, if you're just sending this video to an individual, you know, if you're talking about like, you know, say say this is for wholesale, you're, you're going like, okay, well, I'm going to approach Whole Foods and, you know, I want I don't have the information I want to send this guy about the specific aspect of Nootropic. So now I can just create the content and look awesome. And now I send a video that's custom like, like you did with your, uh, you know, the, the LCD card. And I was like, that's so cool. It's like, it's personal. You can say their name and yeah. with HeyGen, you could deliver in any language they speak either. <laughs> so you could record a video, say their name, deliver the content and not shoot any video because you use the avatar. How do you spell Problem that? H-E-Y-G-E-N? Yep. That's it. Yeah. Dot com. <laughs> I'll put a link on the on the link too. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, with with our teams and like clients that I have, a, a lot of times now it's like whatever you're systematizing in your business, you're also going to be looking at can you automate it and can you AI it and can you do both? And you know, I think that the system then becomes all that combined. So first, create the system, create the feedback loops, and then how can you integrate AI with that as part of the system? Like that's been my big obsession. And my, my, maybe you already have the answer to this, so I should ask this, but like, I would love an AI that is discreet, doesn't really, you know, necessarily record what you're doing, but looks at what you're doing every single day, every single minute while you're working and identifies inefficiencies and also recommends certain like AI tools that would make you more efficient or, you know, give you more superpower in your marketing, whatever you're doing during your daily activities that like just automatically says, Hey, you should download this. You should take this course. Like just map it out and you decide what are your goals, right? I don't know if that exists, but is that in development? Oh my gosh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but but you could actually take that concept and break it down much simpler than that. Because at the end of the day, if you just knew, if all it did was record what you're doing, records what's on your screens and maybe record you working and then gave you statistics at the end of the day that said you spent, you know, and this is an actual stat, six hours on emails. Mm. Yeah, that's the average American office worker spends six hours a day on emails. When I saw that, I was like, "That's such a waste of time." It's just people talking about doing things. Like, what is going on? So, if you saw that at the end of the day, and you're like, "You just spent seven hours on emails and thirty minutes on that huge project you have due on Monday, jerk." How about you do more of the project? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that would be that'd be enough to change lives. I I'm guessing because people don't realize. Like, did you know that you were on TikTok for six hours a day? Yeah, John. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like this this like disapproving old man comes on the yeah. screen. Like shame plug. <laughs> you need to do better. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, what are you? Um, 
excited about with the upcoming year and what are you working on? Like what are projects that you're looking to put out? What should people know and how can they, you know, find out what's happening in your life? Actually, you know, I just, uh, I mentioned this before the show, but I, over the weekend, you know, I was on, on vacation with my family in California and I was thinking, I'm like, man, I really used to enjoy making the magazine that I used to have. That's that's how I got on it. I sold my magazine to the company, and then we actually took all the content from the magazine and converted it into the Audit Academy, which was the content platform at the time. And I was like, I just really love just collecting content. I like sharing information for free. I just like getting it out there, you know, and there's no obligation to it. So yeah. what I did over the weekend was I actually developed an entire magazine. I call it Magazine Mark, and it's uh, I use over AI. <laughs> and mid-journey. Well, that's, I actually, I said this when I started using AI a bunch. I'm like, oh my gosh, I could have done my entire magazine myself with no contributors, which is actually the big part of the magazine is just the networking and the collecting and the editing. And it's a lot of steps that go into just the process of getting the content. But now with AI, I could just develop the articles using, you know, ChatGPT4 or yeah. Content Scale, which is another AI. And then I could generate the imagery using Midjourney and I could make it completely consistent with, and this is another thing I'll put on the thing, which is a Midjourney prompt generator, which actually yeah. will help you uh, stylize your prompts uh, for a single brand. And so instead of like, oh, I need this guy doing this. And then you just grab some random image. A lot of people don't understand the visual aspects of uh, everything that you see online, but there's a lot to it. And especially the good brands, like if you look at like Nike, or, oh, Nike has an amazing brand. It's like, why? Why is Nike an amazing brand? It's because they have a specific style that's extremely consistent through all of their materials. And so what you're actually seeing is a very uh, cohesive visual approach to uh, you know content consumption. And most companies don't even understand what that means. And so you know that kind of distinction is why a lot of people don't have good brands, but uh, I digress. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so the magazine, so it's, it's called Magazine Mark and I'm actually, it's just gonna be magazinemark.com and it's a free magazine. Essentially what I did was I took like my uh, kind of favorite pieces of content from a bunch of different areas because I was thinking like, man, how can I combine like the biohacking stuff with the fitness stuff, with the business development stuff, with the AI yeah. stuff and the marketing stuff. And the, it, there's just so many things you wanna do. And I was like, Oh, I just put it into a magazine. Like magazines always have a variety of content. You flip to the page that's interesting to you. It's essentially like a website in print, if you think yeah. about it. And I was like, I should just do that. So that's what I did. So uh, that's the project. And I'm hoping that other people realize that this is the best way to uh, kind of get to, you know, start building the authority you want for either your brand or your personal brand, where it's like, hey, your personal brand, we've all achieved things. And a lot of times they're just little bullet points on a, on a resume, right? It's just like, well, I did this. I made $500 million for this company. And it's one line. It's like, yeah. well, that's <laughs> lame. <laughs> like, yeah, I yeah. want to know, know more about that. So what you could do is actually take these case studies of th your successes, turn it into like a, you know, awesome looking article. And now people are just flipping through like, holy crap, this is everything that's in here is you. This is all stuff that you've said or done or believe. And it's like, yep, that's all me. And it's like, okay, then. Now I understand who you are. And, you know, if you know, if you have well, I have 20 years experience doing this, but if you could visually display like your personality, then every page is reinforcing brand, reinforcing brand. Every image, every flip, every word is reinforcing brand. And it's all one finished project, which is what you don't get online. Because a lot of people are like, well, I could just do put this on the blog. It's like, yeah, nobody's browsing your blog, right? No. 
yeah. you're finding one piece of content you like and that may be some related content, but a magazine or, or any kind of finished document is done. It's a finished project. Can't touch it anymore. Right, you can, but you know, you won't. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, you can hand that to somebody and it's impressive. So, so I'm working on that. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, I think that with like posts and things like that, it's all open loops. It's never a final thing, right? And the, uh, so uh, with the magazine, just because I'm curious, are you digitizing it as well as far as like a PDF online version or a, a, like a physical copy or what's your plan there? Yeah, I'm, do- I'm doing both. So yeah. I use uh, a company called shortrunprintingltd.com. If you want, this is the cheapest, best printer that you can have for short run magazines. And even big run, because I used to do like 5,000 issues at a time, but I have a different company for for really big runs. Uh, but yeah, it's it doesn't cost much. So I could get like, and it's, uh, you know, per issue, it doesn't make any sense. And even selling the magazine, it might not make any sense. I don't know, but that's not the point. The point yep. is authority uh, is linking to affiliate programs that I promote, uh, explaining information. And again, just having a document, because if you think of like, you know, going to networking events, here's my card, look me up. You know, I'll tap my phone and now you have my information among your 5,000 contacts. <laughs> like, would you do, <laughs> what would you be more likely to research? Or here's an awesome looking magazine. Here's everything I believe. Boom. Nobody's going to throw that out. Oh, they might, but who cares? The people you want to talk to are going to open it up, be like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm super interested in this stuff. This is great. And so uh, I think it'll work. I think it's, I'm excited about it. <laughs> I, I'm excited about. I, I yeah. I mean, I'm definitely going to be uh, picking up the Mark Magazine for sure. I also think that for companies, like having this as part of your ecosystem that you're giving your customers to, like, what are you guys up to? Like, what are the cool things that you're not seeing on the site? Like, you know, there's research coming, there's new products coming, keeping people entertained and being a fan of what you're doing. We've done that a few times. Um, to your point, that we're not selling it. You know, we're not looking to monetize it beyond like the. Um, more the credibility factor and the value factor to our customers. So I love it. We're going to have a, a link, Mark Degrass, so M-A-R-K-D-E-G-R-A-S-S-E.com. And for those of you, of course, show notes and you'll get it, slash partner up profits. All the cool prompts we talked about today and everything else that Mark's mentioning will be on that page. Mark, we're going to move into a lightning round. Okay, we've got like seven minutes left of this interview here, but I want to sure. take you through quick fire questions. I always ask everyone, what's your partner up profits power move? This can be a connection strategy. This can be a, a marketing super tactical thing, but just what's one thing you could recommend to people that you've used in the past with you know the utmost success? I would say the best thing you could do is find a partner email list. So finding a brand that is targeting your customer base and somehow either paying for it or basically renting their list in order to promote your product or idea or content, whatever it is. Mm. But that could instantly, instantly up-level everything you're doing. You could go from 1,000 emails to 10,000 emails and it could be just perfect. And all it could take is you contributing maybe an article to somebody or or something. It has to make sense though. So it's not just like anybody's email list. It has to make total sense like we talked about partnership. But yeah, renting email lists, uh, I mean, you could make so much money. I've heard, like, I have one friend who did it and made like $300,000. And it was just like, what? <laughs> just from an, an old email list? And you can find people with old email lists too, because a lot of people, you know, you'll see, yeah, actually, if you just look online, you'll see some brands just kind of go away. 
like, but you're like, man, that brand stopped posting like three years ago and I love their stuff. You could actually just try to contact that person and say, hey, I know you're not doing your brand anymore. Would you mind if I bought your email list? I'll give you 500 bucks. And then boom, you have a giant email list that's the target market you were trying to get. You didn't have to do anything. So yeah, yeah that one's skull. Love that. Okay. Put that uh, in our arsenal there. We've got 10 personal questions now. This is kind of like outside of business. It can be in business too. You got to go quick. First thing that comes to mind, favorite food. It used to be hamburgers and I gave up beef. <laughs> Donuts. <laughs> there you go. What's your best memory? Surviving death on multiple occasions. <laughs> What's a new story you would have written for your life in 30 seconds or less, if you could live a different life at some point, just an alternate life. I, at this point, I would say like, I don't know, not a monk, but like somebody who basically doesn't talk. Interesting. I don't know if I could pass the test, but yeah, that'd be, that'd be a good test. What's the best productivity hack you've ever implemented? Finding the right assistant. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Most people, this is a, a no, but it's a trick question. Do you want to retire? Yes or no? And if not, what are you doing? And if you are, what are you doing then? Uh, you know, I used to that my goal in life when I was a kid was to retire at 30. That was literally what I said when I was like 10. Uh, <laughs> and now I'm kind of like, what the hell am I going to do? So no, I'm, I'm never going to retire. There's no, there's no retiring. So in the retirement, you know, the traditional retirement years, what do you see yourself doing? Oh, the same thing. Same thing. <laughs> More content. <laughs> what uh, book changed your life? Oh, you know what? I just, my sister just gave this to me for Christmas because she couldn't wait, but it's the first edition of Ender's Game by Orson Scott oh. Card. That was, uh, you know, the, the movie's pretty goofy, but the actual book is incredible about like just personal developments and, you know, how things aren't what they seem all the time. Interesting. Okay. I, I love this too, by the way, because I get book recommendations all the time from like people I admire, respect. <laughs> so <laughs> add it to the repertoire there. Um, we're going to go a little deeper now. What do you want to be remembered for? Ah, uh, Teaching people. What's like one skill you'd recommend kids or people develop as early on as possible in life to have the maximum impact? Oh my gosh. Uh, relationships. And if you could figure that out, I just recently figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that one for sure. Um, what's one thing you'd want to celebrate in a year from today if we were to meet up again? I only work 40 hours a week. That's what I'd like to celebrate. <laughs> it's not what I currently do. <laughs> no? So you're working down, right? You're not working back up to 40, right? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm working down. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's it's hard, man. I'll just say it personally. It's like you get addicted to just the things you're doing, which is a great oh, addicted. Have, but... I would stop if I could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question. What's one bucket list item or something you haven't done, a new chapter you haven't written in your life that you're looking forward to write? Oh, you know what? I'd love to go on like a wilderness adventure in like Iceland or New Zealand. That would be awesome. Iceland. I love that. And uh, it's on fire right now. There's a volcano. Oh, okay. Floating. <laughs> Postponing. Yeah. Wait a little bit. <laughs> Billboard question though. If you had one clear articulated message to everyone listening regarding business in general that you put up as your own billboard, your mark billboard, what would it boil down to in just one sentence? If you don't have a personal brand, you don't have anything. That's pretty much it. All right. Well, mic drop there. That's gold <laughs> again. Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for all the value you've given today. And everyone here listening, 
go to the show notes below. We've got some really cool surprises for everybody with a custom link. And of course, check out Mark's magazine when it's live. Mark, I look forward to reading the first edition, man. I hope you can send me a copy. Oh yeah, definitely. That'll be uh, later this week. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, everyone. We'll see you on the next one. All right, just before you go, make sure to visit partneroffprofits.com, sign up for the weekly newsletter to get the latest trends and updates on partnership marketing strategies that include affiliates and influencers. I promise it won't be boring, it'll be worth it, and you'll get notified when new episodes go live, and you'll also get instant access to any new tools that I build and add to the Partner Up Profits collection. Be sure to check it out often as I'm adding new things all the time. Go to partneroffprofits.com today. That's all we've got for this Partner Up Profits podcast episode. As always, I hope you leave here today with one new idea that you can apply to your life and business. I'd be forever grateful to you for leaving a review of this episode. And if you like it, rate it a five or give it a thumbs up and just leave a quick comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also, make sure to link up with us at partnerupprofits.com on social media. And please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, you're just one partnership away from changing your business. Let others do the selling for you and get ready to partner up and profit.